0: Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. And this week's episode of Property News from around the UK and within the progressive property community. So what's been in the news? Well, on the Landlord Today website, they've reported that rents have hit an all-time high according to government figures. The average monthly private sector rent in England over the 12 months to September was £725. The figure released over the weekend was the highest ever recorded by the Office of National Statistics. There were huge regional differences, of course, with London the highest, at an average of £1,435 per month, and the northeast the lowest, at an average of £495 per month. When looked at on a local authority basis, the difference in monthly rent between the most and least expensive locations was nearly £2,000, according to the Office of National Statistics. Now, some landlords during COVID actually made a decision to reduce rents for their tenants I know a lot of landlords within the progressive community that reduced rents gave tenants a discount during the COVID period to help them. But many landlords increased their rents. Now, the reason they increased their rents is they felt that if they didn't increase their rents, then they wouldn't be able to meet their payments for their properties uh, over the long-term basis. And it would mean that the tenants would actually be left homeless because if they couldn't afford their mortgages, the tenants wouldn't be able to afford their rents. Now, Maybe the reason they're thinking that is because if you've got 10 houses, you increase your rents on 10, eight tenants pay, two two tenants don't pay, and overall you've got enough money to cover the loss. However, some tenants may be taking an extra hit to cover the ones that can't pay at all. So from my personal perspective, I kept rents the same. I didn't increase rents, I didn't reduce rents, I just continued to charge as I normally did and work with any tenants who felt they couldn't pay during the period. But it's really interesting that it shows that rents have actually gone up over the last few months during the COVID pandemic. So what have you done? What's your What have you been doing with your properties? Have you increased your rents? Have you reduced your rents? I'd love to know. Join the Progressive Property Facebook community and let me know within there. Tag me in on a post and let me know what your thoughts are and what you did with your properties during the recent few months. In another article online from Property Investor Today, the UK has been ranked top hotspot for overseas residential investment post-Brexit. So the UK has ranked highest for future residential real estate investment in a survey of 500 investors, developers and asset managers with more than 3 billion Australian dollars from across Europe, China and the US. suggesting the UK real estate market will remain firmly open for business post-Brexit. The findings from the European Real Estate Global Survey by international law firm DLA Piper found that overall, the top five countries for investment in residential assets over the next 12 months are all in Europe, with the UK leading the way with 33%, followed by France 28%, Germany 25%, Spain 24%, and Italy 18%. Now, this is really important data for us as property investors, because many people are worried that there's going to be a housing crisis, house prices could fall. And over the last few months with COVID, it was interesting that house prices continue to rise. Rents are at their highest ever, house prices are at their highest ever. And that is because the fundamentals of property are still there. We live on a small island, the population is getting bigger, and we are not building enough properties. And in other news, it's been reported that there's a VAT threat to Airbnb and shortlets in a bid to fill the tax black hole. The government is reported to be considering applying VAT to the use of Airbnb and other shortlet platforms in a bid to fill its black hole of missing revenue caused by coronavirus. HM Treasury is issuing a consultation document calling for feedback from digital services, including the likes of Uber as well as Airbnb on possible future taxation policies. The Financial Times suggests there is concern at the highest levels of government that the so-called sharing economy means individuals, in the case of Airbnb, individual landlord hosts who earn too little to hit a traditional VAT threshold and that currently businesses to register for VAT only if they have an income of over £85,000 or more per year. However, UK digital platforms combined are forecast to have as much revenue as 140 billion a year by 2025. Much of it untaxed because it is secured by small-scale individual operators who individually have less than 85 grand a year of turnover. But now, what this means is, if the government decide to charge VAT to Airbnb, then if you, as an individual, even though your turnover is under 85 grand, put your property on Airbnb, because Airbnb will be charged VAT on their income, which will be significantly above the 85 grand of you, the individual, then Airbnb will have to pass that cost on to you, pushing their costs up, meaning that will reduce your profit margin. However, there's still significant profit margin in Airbnb in people who do serviced accommodation. And what will likely happen is it will just push up the nightly stay cost for the actual consumer. In news closer to home within the Progressive Property community, Rob Moore, the co-founder of Progressive Property, shared a really interesting post, really great insights around whether you should buy property now or should you wait. And many people have been asking this question in the community online over the last few months is now the right time to buy property or should you wait until next year should there be a crash in the market? And Rob's point is very valid. That is actually the wrong question. The right question, or at least a far better question is, what can I do now to find the very best possible deals that are available right now? You see, Rob's point is that most people that ask the question, is now the right time to buy or not, are unconsciously trying to time the market and you just cannot accurately time the market. You can only buy a deal in the current market and gain value against comparables today, not tomorrow. Now, I learned this lesson myself over the last few years because in 2007, when there was the last financial crisis, I put my head in the sand and did absolutely nothing with my property business, and I resurfaced in 2013 when I went to the Progressive Property Super Conference at Wembley Stadium and I started my property journey again. And what I realized when I sat in that room in 2013, does that Rob Moore and Mark Homer, the co-founders of Progressive, had built their property business during 2007 to 2013. They built their business while everyone else, the masses, were sitting back watching the market drop. You see, you make more money in property in a market that is going down and in a recession type market than you ever do in a rising market. Why? Because in a rising market, the homeowner can sell to anybody they like. It's a seller's market. But in a market like a, a recessionary market, it is a buyer's market. The homeowners are struggling to buy. Many people are struggling to get finance. Creative strategies work much better. It becomes a buyer's market. And we as property investors should always be buying. In other news within the Progressive Property community, Sam Spencer posted a brilliant post a couple of days ago where he said someone told me I am weird yesterday because 1. He tracks his net worth every month. 2. I look at my goals twice a day and write them down. 3. I love helping others achieve what they want. This gives me such a buzz. 4. I achieve and look for challenges... Four, I embrace and look for challenges and don't run away from them. Five, I want to have hundreds of tenants. And six, I'm on calls multiple times a week with clients and other professionals just building relationships. Am I weird or are you weird too? Well, Sam, if that's weird for you, if that makes you weird, then I'm joining the club because I must be weird too because I do the same thing. Lots of people have come in and commented Many have said that they're just like him. Many have said they don't care what other people think. Don't worry about what other people think. Worry about what you're doing. Morgan Bartram has come in saying, what does weird actually mean? I'm not normal if that helps. that That's too boring. And that's very true, Morgan. Normal is boring. Tracy Patrick saying that sort of weird is good, Sam. And Nas Hanif has rounded it up really nicely by saying that she thinks that we're all the same boat here, Sam, a whole bunch of weirdos. So the progressive property community, we're all weirdos. We're all like-minded people. What we see as weird in another person is actually normal to them. That's what makes life so great. That's what makes property so great. Whatever your profession may be, other people will always look at you as weird, but then you will look at other people sometimes as weird. Your weird is their normal their normal is your weird. It's just life. So that's this week's episode of Property News from around the UK. I hope you have a great Christmas and I'm looking forward to seeing you with more episodes throughout the Christmas and into the new year. Remember to subscribe to the Progressive Property Podcast. It's out on iTunes and Stitcher twice per week. So make sure you're looking out for each episode. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing. See you next time.